1: Hello, and thank you for joining me for another edition of TMI with Teresa. We're gonna talk about Inclusion Connections today. It's a really cool nonprofit organization that serves kids and young adults with intellectual disabilities. And I first heard about it when some friends of mine, Danny and Heather, they invited my husband and myself to Inclusion Connections annual gala. And it was a really special, fun experience. We got to watch these kids put on a fashion show and just really show excitement and pride in all of their accomplishments, I got to sit down with Debbie Horn. She's the executive director of Inclusion Connections and she also is the person who came up with the idea. And it all started because she's just a mom who loves her son and just wanted to give him all of the best options for his future.
2: I started this organization about six years ago because I have a son, Matthew, who just turned 23 and has Down syndrome. And at the time that we were talking about this and thinking about it, he was getting close to high school graduation and planning ahead. I just didn't see a lot of options that we felt were going to be a good fit for Matthew. And in talking to other parents, they shared the same concerns that the status quo for people with disabilities was somewhat lacking. And our kids are kind of the first generation that have. come up in the school program included and really feel like they want to be included past high school they want matthews told me all along i want to work i want to get married i want my own apartment and I think all those things are great things, but he's going to need some help doing that. So that's part of Inclusion Connections mission is to help facilitate all those things and help support Matthew and his friends on this journey. So it's one thing as a mom, especially to say,
1: okay, I want something more for my son. I'm going to help create these opportunities for him. But then it's another thing to actually make it happen. What was the first step?
2: I I did a lot of research to just make sure that this was something that was actually needed, not just by Matthew, but by other individuals in the community. And in fact, in talking to parents, everybody was really excited to have an option besides what the government provides for our participants. And I was kind of at a point in my life where all my kids were leaving the house and it just, it just seemed to be an opportune time to, I've got the entrepreneurial spirit and just ready to dig in and, and try something. So.
1: so did you just literally go knocking on business doors and saying, would
2: you like to participate? Would you be willing to do this? We started out with some small fundraisers. We did a couple of garage sales and car washes to get our organization off the ground. Got a very cheap place in the old Great Mall before it was torn down. So we were there for a couple of years. So we just greatly limited our expenses and parents were happy to pay for opportunities that were provided. So we just squeaked by on, on our own fundraising efforts. And then of course, growing from then to now, we now do grants and we do knock on doors and we do have a big fundraiser every year to help provide the money needed to carry out our mission here. So what was your son's very first job? He worked at a local restaurant here in Olathe doing some busing. It was a Mexican restaurant, so he filled salsa cups and greeted the customers, handed out the food as people came in, and now he also works at an insurance company in Lenexa doing a lot of paperwork, filing, computer work, things like that.
1: And I'm sure as a mom, it's more than just earning a paycheck and having a place to go. I'm sure it was about feeling needed, being fulfilled. When you saw that and that he was experiencing that, how did that make you feel?
2: Well, I'd say there's nothing like it. You know, when you have a child with a disability, especially as they're young, you have visions, but you're not sure how they're going to play out in, in real life and just seeing his his face and hearing from him how happy he was and how fulfilled he is going to his work and how important it is to him, not just a paycheck, although I will say that the paycheck is probably the most important part to him. Just being able to go somewhere and contribute is, is just as important.
1: Now, is this your son? Uh-huh. Hi. Hey. How are you?
2: Doing good.
1: I'm Teresa. Nice to meet you. You here. So this entire organization, your mom and I guess you together, you guys came up with this. What is your favorite part about coming here every day? Sewing. What are you learning to sew?
3: Some bandanas.
1: Bandanas. And is that, are they dog bandanas? Yes. And what is your favorite thing to do whenever you have classes or you're out here learning?
3: Well, I do classes.
1: Can you tell me what kind of classes?
3: Yes, I'm making, I see, got talent, and, and cooking class, and art, and space stacking.
1: That's great. Can you tell me about your job that you have?
3: Yes, I have Streamline. Is a certain place. It's a Put names on your files. You can do a fouling. What's your
1: favorite part about your job?
3: My favorite part of job is snack break.
1: Stack break. I can understand Mm -hmm. why that's your very, very favorite. (laughs) What are the ages that you work
2: with? So, we serve around age 10 to all the way up to early 30s. Our employment program is geared towards people that have graduated the high school program, which is typically 21 for somebody with an intellectual disability.
1: So, do you help them with the entire process? Do you teach them how to fill out an application
2: and to go through an interview and all of that? We do it all. We train here for lots of different job skills and then we teach the software skills communication filling out applications things like that and then we also go out in the community and find the jobs and i pride ourselves I, we have a 97% success rate and we're getting close to i believe 90% of our participants with a paid job outside of here i think the most important thing that we do that maybe some other people don't do is we really work hard to match the person with the job and i have people sometimes call and say i have a job opening i'd like to hire somebody and I just don't have anybody that's a good fit. Maybe it's just nothing anybody wants to do, or, you know, we're not about here's a job, you take it. We really are about giving them the freedom, just like we have freedom, to choose a job that is meaningful to them.
1: You mentioned you start working with kids as young as 10. So at that age, what exactly are you helping them with?
2: So Inclusion Connections does more than employment. We do a lot of different enrichment and classes. So in the evening, we do some things geared towards employment, but we also do theater and we do music and we do cooking classes and nutrition classes and exercise. We offer just about everything that somebody might be looking for to enrich their child's lives. We come in through the store, which we'll talk about in a
1: second, and then you have your office. And then we have this giant workroom. And when I first came in here, they were all playing games and just having fun. So what exactly is going on in this other room?
2: So that's actually our activity center where most of the evening classes take place. But during the day when our uh, participants aren't cooking, making bandanas, sewing, all that kind of stuff, we do take breaks. Like right now, they're in the classroom. So every day for 30 minutes, we talk about current events. We just learn about what's going on than the world around them. We always take time for exercise. Exercise is important and probably more so for people with disabilities. They tend to lead a somewhat sedentary lifestyle after high school graduation. We've got a couple of nursing students from UMKC that are in here this week, just helping with um, facilitate some exercise. So during the day, we use the activity center for a lot of different things. They take their lunch there and breaks there as well.
1: I guess an organization like this is just constantly evolving. Maybe you think of a need, well, wait,
2: we haven't done this, or we need to add this. And it's just changing day by day. We are, we kind of got into this really behind the eight ball. There's these kids, now Matthew's 23. And you know what he's saying? I want my own apartment. And so are all the rest of the kids his age here. So that's what we're, you know, we're almost behind. It's a it's an venture that's going to take us a few years to get to and lots of money. So we are today just just six years in, besides classes and employment, now we're looking at where can they live? How can we build a, a community within the Johnson County area that where they could live and thrive and, and be independent? Your mom was
1: telling me that something that you would really like to do some days that you would like to live on your own. Why is that?
2: Because I can
3: get my own house.
1: And what would you do in your own house that you can't do at home right now <laughs> with your mom? <laughs> You're not going to have any wild parties or anything, are you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. If you were able to do that someday, what would be the first thing that you do? What would you most look forward to?
3: Look forward to (laughs) get (laughs) some beers.
1: We appreciate your honesty. (laughs) No problem.
3: Thank you, Matthew. Thank you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that would be the very first thing he would do. That's great
1: your son wants to live on his own. So right now, that's your next goal. Do you even look past that? Do you have other future goals that you would
2: someday like to tackle? Well, I think that's probably where we're at right now. That's a it's just a big undertaking. So I don't think too much about this. This ind- independent living piece is a place where he can age in place. So he'll be with his peers and hopefully continue to work. And I'm sure he'll have some special relationship because that's who Matthew is. So I see his him living his life out in this campus that we want to build.
1: So the same friend who introduced me to Inclusion Connections also told me about about Paws Abilities, spelled P-A-W like a dog paw, get it? Paws Abilities. It's a cute store that sells dog treats and dog toys, and it's connected to Inclusion Connections Activity Center
2: well that was all part of the employment plan as we were looking and thinking about different ideas of what we could do it was important to me to make sure number one that we started a micro business or social enterprise where our participants could do most of the work. I didn't want to just run a business where they did a little bitty piece of it. It was also important to me and necessary that we start something that didn't cost a lot to get into. There were some options that we kicked around and the investment was just too great. So we actually started this dog treat business for about $250. And I'm just so happy to say today that our participants really do everything they make the treats they do all the sewing if you come shop in the store they ring you up they package everything they tag everything it's their business and we just support them maybe when it first started were you just making treats in your kitchen at home well actually in our old space we bought a used oven from a local vendor here in olathe and then a gentleman dropped off some countertops so we just started to work with that residential oven and countertops and mostly our our customers were parents but we we really wanted to see it could this work so after about six months we saw that it could work we got a great grant from the royals to help buy some commercial equipment and off we went.
1: Okay so let's get back to the friend that told me about inclusion connections and possibilities. I've known Heather and Danny Beaver for years now and they own Fetchers in Olathe. We take our dogs to get groomed there and we board them there and they sell treats and toys that are made by possibilities and they're really involved in the employment program.
3: We took over Fetchers in 2016 and my husband and I, we volunteered with Special Olympics for many, many years before getting involved with Inclusion Connections. And so we thought that it would be a really great addition, especially with owning our own business and doing anything that we can to help the community. So it was just kind of by fate that we were able to get involved and we're very thankful that we did.
1: So how has it worked out for you so far and what do you think has been the the most enriching part for you just being involved?
3: I think it's just being able to help the individuals we employ one of their employees here with us his name is sam and he is like the dog whisperer he goes into the yard and i swear all the dogs just like gravitate towards him and they just love to sit with him and hang out with him and that in and of itself is really rewarding for us to see that we are not only helping sam but helping the dogs that come in every day for daycare and we just love being involved. Um, We love being involved in the gala that they have every year. We love being able to volunteer as much as we can and just kind of be another sponsor or another supporter for Inclusion Connections.
1: Business owner to business owner, what would you say to other businesses if they're considering getting involved in the program?
3: I think they just need to reach out. They just need to talk to Debbie. They need to come in and see what Inclusion Connections and Possibilities is all about. See the excitement in their faces and just being able to learn new traits and new jobs and just understand what it is that they do here. And I think just witnessing that, they would want to get involved and they would want to help these individuals out as much as they can.
1: Do you find sometimes that when you're supposed to be teaching your employee that you actually end up learning something
3: more from them? Absolutely. We learned that a long time ago also with Special Olympics. It's, I always tell my staff that we have already, it's about patience. It's about acceptance. It's about joy. I mean, every day that Sam comes in, he's happy. He loves to be there. He he, he jokes with the girls. He's the only guy that works there. And so he's surrounded by all these females and they just absolutely love him. He can he can dish it right back out when they're having fun with him or they're they're joking with each other. He he's really he he has really connected well with everybody.
1: Right around this time, Sam actually walked in the room and I was totally prepared to sit down with him, ask him a few questions, but I could tell that he didn't know me and while Debbie was talking to him, making sure that he understood what was going on and some of the questions we were going to ask I could just tell that she had a really special chemistry with Sam and she made him feel very comfortable relaxed completely at ease so I just went ahead and let her do the interview okay. Hi, are you Sam?
2: okay we have Sam here who's an employee at Fetcher so you've been working at Fetcher's for over a year Wow so what do you do at Fetcher Sam um, maybe work you work. What do you do when you work there? Um, dogs. You work with the dogs? Yep. What What do you do with the dogs? Um, pet. You pet the dogs. What else? Who uh, else? me. The dogs love you. Oh, of course the dogs love you. Everybody loves you. Yep. Do you have to do any cleaning while you're there? Yeah. What kind of cleaning jobs do you have? Um, a lot. A lot? Well, tell me about one of the cleaning jobs you have. I do... Dogs uh day take, take care? at the doggy daycare. Do you clean the kennels? Yep. Oh, do you have to go clean up the dog poop yep. in the you do? Yep. Do you do that with a smile on your face? Yep. That's you, Sam. Do you love working at Fetchers? Yeah. Why do you like it so much? Yeah, I do. Why? I love it. You love you love it. You love dogs, don't yeah. you? And you do you love your coworkers too? Yeah. I bet you do a great job there. Yeah and you love to go to work there all the time, don't you? Yeah.
1: Okay, now this is where it gets tricky. I don't want to confuse you, but after we got through talking to the first Sam that is employed at Fetchers, then a different Sam came into the room, and Heather thought it was a really good idea to get his perspective as well.
3: The other Sam, his dogs come to Fetchers. Oh yeah, yeah and he he always, he's got he's
2: a great little, job. Yeah. He'll enjoy this.
1: Thanks, Hey, Sam. Hi.
2: Hey,
1: how, how are you? Doing? So, are you also named Sam? Yes. Okay, I'm Teresa. Nice to meet you. Thank you. So, can you tell me about your job? Yes, my
3: job at Shooters and I'm working there part time, and then um, I do sweeping and have uh, cooking and
1: and um, dishwag. What's your favorite part about going to your job? My favorite part in job is
3: sweeping. And I sweep, and we do each corner has of like maybe does
1: what are you doing right
3: now I'm doing right now
2: uh maybe this place what are you doing over there current events what do you like best about being here Sam hang out with my friends hang out with your friends and what's your favorite activity Cup stacking. Cup stacking. Sam is actually, has gone to junior Olympics with his cup stacking skills. Very, very good. What about the dog treat business? What is your favorite thing to make in the dog treat business? Peanut butter. Peanut butter what? Treats. Peanut butter treats. And you're learning to sew. Yes, I'm learning to sew. All of the
1: participants that we've talked to mentioned something today about making treats, sewing, making bandanas, and that is all part of the work that they do at Possibilities. Since their products are actually sold at Fetchers, I thought it was really important to ask Heather which ones are the most popular? What are the things that people love to buy the most?
3: we sell out of the fire hose toys like crazy we actually need to buy more today so um they are fun little toys for the dogs to chew on and play with and they're very strong they're very sturdy we got a lot of chewers a lot of dogs that like to pull on things and these toys really hold up and it's just really fun to explain to the to the clients that are buying these toys that they were made special for these dogs and kind of explain the backstory and they love hearing about that and then we also sell a lot of their pumpkin treats they're really delicious I wouldn't I'd be lying if I said some of my employees haven't tried them themselves and just to make sure that they taste good for the dogs but those are our two favorite things that we like to sell on site
1: Inclusion Connections has a very big gala every year. I mentioned that at the beginning of the show. That was actually how I first heard about it. And the next one is coming up in February of 2020. But it is not too soon to put it on your calendar, start making your plans. You can sign up to be a sponsor. You can make donations. Heather and her husband, Danny, actually bought a couple of tables for the last one. And they invited their employees to attend and... Like I said, that's where we got to come along for the first time and see what it was all about and just have a great evening.
3: It's just nice that we're able to be involved because it raises so much money for Inclusion Connections and just the fact that we can be there to support that and not only help them, but also be able to witness these kids enjoy such a fun evening for themselves with the fashion show. It's kind of rewarding for us to, to watch it and witness it. And it's almost like they're They're there making us feel better rather than us helping them in a sense.
1: Like any nonprofit, volunteers are a huge lifeline. And Debbie is always looking for anyone who is willing to lend a helping hand, even collect old t-shirts or supplies that are great for making the doggy toys. And Debbie is very proud of the relationship that she's built with the businesses that are involved in the
2: employment program over the years. It's really cool in that I don't really go out and find employers, they find me. So when employer finds me, their mindset is already, I want to do this good thing. So they're already thinking, I want to hire somebody with a disability and have a little bit of understanding about that. Hiring people with a disability is just like hiring a typical person. Yes, there's going to have to be things that you work through, but you're going to get somebody that elevates the atmosphere where they're at, somebody that's committed and dedicated and is going to be there for the long haul. To learn more about Inclusion
1: Connections, be a volunteer, or to find these adorable products made by Possibilities, you can just go to ICKC.org. And finally this morning, it is time for our very special more life segment. This is something that I do with Orange Theory Fitness in Lenexa and their whole hashtag that they like to promote on social media is more life. What does more life mean to you? What does it mean to me? It's different for everybody. And there's always an underlying theme of getting healthy and exercise and being fit. But what more life means to you is different from everybody else. And so since November is National Diabetes Month, this is really just a coincidence that I even had this conversation with my next guest because she sort of ties into that. Her More Life segment actually was about getting healthy because she's a 25-year-old nursing student, very busy with school, family, the usual stuff, but she recently made the decision to get healthy and lose weight, and part of that decision was because her body was heading down a genetic path that could actually lead to diabetes and lots of other health issues. This is Dani Hodijek and her definition of more life.
0: I think for one, it means for me to have my own time away from everything. I'm a student. I'm a nursing student. So I am crazy busy and I have a dog at home and a husband. So it's like my own me time. But it's also for I tell my patients like their goals and I want them to exercise and I want them to get better and healthier. And if I'm not being able to do that, then why am I telling them to do it?
1: Mine's always about I want to lose weight. I want to fit into clothes better. I want to get rid of the, the jiggly on the bottom of my arm. When you think about fitness and having more life, what is your number one goal?
0: I think my goal is overall healthiness. So I, I've lost 45 pounds now since February, I think. And I have PCOS, which is a thing I deal with, which makes it really hard to lose weight. You're four times more likely to get type 2 diabetes. And so just knowing those factors made me want to lose weight, but also just get healthier, like being able to run more and last running instead of just getting tired and winded and stopping after 30 seconds. Can you explain what PCOS is? PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome. It affects so many women. It causes infertility and hormonal issues. It has something to do with your hormones where you have more testosterone usually. You're born with it, you don't just get it. You can be 100 pounds and have PCOS. You can be 200 pounds and have PCOS. And basically, it sets you up for type 2 diabetes, it sets you up for high cholesterol, an increase for heart disease, and all these really fun things. And like what helps usually is like losing weight and being healthier, but that's not always what you need to do as well. You need to be on medication, be seeing a doctor as well. It definitely is scary. And I think before I started nursing school, I wasn't doing as much. Yeah, I was trying to work out here and there. And then when I started nursing school, I was like, wow. This is surreal. Like, I could get type 2 diabetes so easily compared to everyone else. And so, I think after my first six months of school, I was finally settling in and I was like, okay, I need to work out more. I need to lose that weight and I need to get active more. And so, then I started coming to Orange Theory. And I started working out three to four times a week. It's recommended for people with PCOS to work out like 30 minutes a day. So this kind of equals that. What was the the first thing you did to treat yourself when you started losing weight? I got myself a facial and I got some running shoes and a new sports bra. I kind of splurged out for that. And I'm still wanting to lose 40 more pounds. I have so many ideas to do after. Like, We just want to go to a shopping spree to get new clothes, but I'm going to wait until I'm done because all my clothes are too big right now. But it's just something to look forward to and motivation.
1: So when I'm on the treadmill, and I'm just having a really rough day, and I just want to quit, I just look in the mirror. And I think, look at my face right now, it's kind of chubby, but I can see it getting thinner.
0: I can see myself getting thinner. What helps you and motivates you? I think my favorite quote is from Coach Manny. She says, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. So like if you're not challenging yourself, it won't change you at all. And so I push myself as much as possible. There are some times I will have to stop on the treadmill just to breathe. But like as long as I keep pushing myself, then I can see a change. It's all about how you feel and how you're doing. And so like when I look when I'm on the treadmill, I look at just me. I don't look at anyone else's numbers or their splat points. I just focus on how I'm doing and how I'm feeling in that moment.
1: You mentioned that you uh, have a husband and that you have a dog. First of all, which one's more high maintenance? Uh, my husband,
0: my husband's way more high maintenance. I would agree. <laughs> How do they factor into you having more life?
1: You know, it's amazing when you lose weight, not only do you have more energy, I personally, I have more confidence that I want to go be with friends. I actually want to go out and just be social. So how has that sort of changed just your relationship and your everyday life?
0: I just feel more confident being around him. Like before I was just like very insecure about what I was wearing. And I was like, well, I can see all this flab here. This is not really cute. Why are you married me basically? Like I'm so sorry. But honestly, I've gained so much confidence just in my like, not even if with just losing weight, but just like feeling better overall. And so he also helps me out. He like takes the dog out when I'm going early for a workout. He'll take the dog up before he goes to work. And he's just really supportive of me.
1: What are your hours as a nursing student? Are you as busy as if you were actually working 12 hour shifts as a nurse?
0: Yeah, so I'm in school Monday through Friday, I have one day off a week, which is my Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I'm full hour 12 hour shift um, with a nurse at a hospital. And then we have multiple tests a week, we have multiple projects. It's very, very stressful to squeeze in a workout. But I make sure to make that a priority. Because if I'm not doing a workout, then I'm I just can't focus almost.
1: That's kind of what I mean where it gives me mental clarity. Sometimes I'm exhausted and I may even feel worse as far as like my body hurting when I get done. But I do feel like it gives me mental clarity. I've done something for myself, I feel like I've accomplished something for the day. If I need to go home and do nothing and just be a big lazy bum, I don't feel bad about it.
0: That's exactly how I feel. It's like as long as I've done something enough to, even if I'm exhausted and just tired and I don't want to move anymore. I got that done, I feel better, and my mind is completely clear of the stress I deal with with school and homework and life in general. I will say that before I went to Orange Theory, I had a membership somewhere, and I would go to the gym, and I would leave. I wouldn't even walk in, and that took a while for me to actually like make it in the doors, and then I made it in the doors and I walked out. I just could not motivate myself. I think the first step is just getting there. It's okay if you can't always do the workout. It's okay if it's taking a long time to just even get to a gym. As long as you do it, I think just getting your foot in the door is the biggest step and motivating yourself with little rewards. After I lost like five pounds and going to the gym consistently, I got my nails done or I just did something for me and just me. What is your next little goal that you're trying to achieve? I think I want to get a massage, a couple massages like once or twice a month and call it good because my body is very sore right now. And I think that's just it just helps relax you. And I think that would factor in really well with the reward.
1: Is your husband someone who exercises and is more physically fit? Oh, look at you laughing.
0: <laughs> no. So he is genetically blessed. He is 6'1", six six foot, and he weighs like 150. His metabolism is so fast that he could have a day of eating and would not gain a single pound, as if I ate a strawberry gain 10. So he works at work. He does weights because they have a personal trainer there. But no, he does not run. So I can beat him probably in running now. So maybe you going on this journey
1: doesn't encourage him because he's just perfect anyways. But have you has this had an opportunity to maybe work into a conversation with a patient that you're working with? Have you had an opportunity to share your story and tell them, look, I know what you're going through?
0: Yeah, definitely. So I worked on one of my clinicals were in the heart center and, at KU. And there were patients there that just had heart surgery or a cabbage or something. And so their biggest thing is ambulating, getting them up and moving. And eventually getting to exercise more. And I just sat sat there and talked to him. I was like, I know it's hard at first. Trust me. Like, it took me a while to even get into the door of a gym. But it's worth it. It's worth how you feel overall. It's worth how you feel after, even if you're sore. It's worth it. And I promise you, my labs of blood tests, like, everything has gone down. Everything is just completely changed. My PCOS is completely in control right now, which is something I share with people. I'm like... If I can do this and I struggled so hard, I know you can do this too.
1: You can find out more about Orange Theory Fitness in Lenexa by finding them on Facebook. Thanks so much for joining me to learn more about this program or my podcast and read my blog. You can go to tmiwithteresa.com.